Alright, welcome Comic Thoughts. Today we have Modoc, aka Connor. I don't know why they're so similar, but they're both hell-bent on destroying shit, apparently. Uh, of course, we have Ashraf, aka the ass of Australia. That's right. <laughs> so, I'm the ass of Australia. I'm Australia's yeah, ass. Yeah, well look. Australia's that's it. Ass. That's Australia's ass. <laughs> and I actually did share a video that was made of Ashraf to my Instagram feed. Thank you, you for go that. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. He's all oiled up and looking swole as <laughs> for all you ladies out there. And of course, joining us today is Anisa, the sister of the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Bronny, the brave for dating me. <laughs> and of course, I am Sam. I am what, Sam. Like seven years, eight years. Seven this year. Seven this year? Yes. So let's get straight into something that we've needed to discuss for a long time. Let's name the channel. So it's not just called Mike, it's just not Sam Cripps anymore. We need to name the actual channel. Why we're doing this live, no one else knows. No, (laughs) I figured I'd put some pressure. I thought I'd put some pressure on us to actually do it. And I know that I did send everyone this in case anyone randomly decided to actually write any names down. Well, I didn't randomly decide to write any names down. I was hoping someone else would and we would like talk shit about those names. Um, I was I was too busy doing yoga yesterday. <laughs> so off the top of my head, like I know Connor wants wants to integrate the gamma name into it, but I felt I like that belonged. It. That belonged else. to another business. He has and to then, hand that over, and it has yeah. to be careful because like, he wouldn't know what it would mean handing over the gamma to no, us. No, no. <laughs> uh, well, well, okay. So the thing I thought I had a long thought, think about this because you guys had actually mentioned it before that we used the Nerd's Paradise name. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, because well. I know you have. There's obviously some value in it as like the um, the store well, name. Now that the store's gone, I've come to terms with that <laughs> uh, we, we can use that name if you want to and i do have giant nerds paradise banners with the little cartoon man and i can just slap a youtube channel bit of paper to hang off them if we want to use them at future events or anything so it means we don't have to ever pay <laughs> for more advertising like. stuff and and we're recycling you know yeah it's like we're not throwing away anything no i feel like that is one of those things where it's like if we can't come up with a better name at some point that might be the go-to all right as as- so Bryony and anisa do you guys have any thoughts on naming the channel i like the idea of nerds paradise purely because you already have the merchandise that's true and then we also have the facebook page yeah you already got half the infrastructure yeah, yeah. So why not just commit to it? Like, yeah. It's all there. Just do it. <laughs> do it. It'll also make my life easier when I'm doing a non-comic thoughts related video. Instead of just calling it the podcast, I can call it the Nerds Paradise podcast. Yeah. All right. You know, let's do it. We'll name it Nerds Paradise. Connor, you're in charge of changing it. I can't be fucked. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine. I'll, I'll do that. You did make a boo-boo, but so this episode, you have to remember once it's uploaded to make it the main video because that does give us that extra fun. I, I have been doing that. I've even done that to like the last, like ever since you got like right down on me, it's like, Connor, mate, I tell you this every time. And I'm like, I'm sure you do, but I don't remember. <laughs> do not listen to you. <laughs> All right. So now that we've named the channel, thank you for everyone's input there. I know that was a long, hard and terrible discussion that had to be had. <laughs> Yeah. Now, that, now, now that business is done, 
Let's get straight to pleasure. <laughs> I'm surprised no one came out with like a dirty name. Like oh, Comic no, Gods right. is the dirtiest. Yeah. Yeah, Comic Gods just I, can't be compared to. I just don't know how well it would go over because, like, once we call our channel something dirty and half of our videos are adult rated, like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. People I mean, it's, it's, it's good. This top alone will probably get us adult rated. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's good to have a fallback, you know, in case we have to change the Comic Gods name. Like, if we want money or something, I don't know. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. We don't All have right. to change comic thoughts. Let's, Never let's, that. let's jump into this. Not on All air. Right. Comics are becoming more open, and with manga being such a huge success for female readers, I'd like to, obviously, I'm mainly focusing these questions at two particular people of the group. Uh, have you noticed changes in the comic industry? Now, the way we always do this is obviously I choose who goes first, who's second, blah, blah, blah. So let's jump straight off the bat with Ashraf. Me. You go first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> comics, come on, Australia's ass. Manga. You got this. Female readers. How's it affected the comics industry? Um, well, you can see it like with their media output, I think. Like, there's a pivot towards female leading roles or female characters in like um, TV shows and movies. Like, we can see it with the Harley Quinn led movies, TV shows, Supergirl and Stargirl. And they're all really good. And um, more prominent, yeah, they're becoming prominent because they've realized that, like, they focus so long on a market that is male-dominated. Yes, but they have an opportunity to capitalize on the rest of the market. Like, manga is doing so well, like you said, and manga is trumping comics every week, like head over fist. Uh, so why not? <laughs> yeah. So why not capitalize on that and and try to expand? Uh, the readers' horizons and, and actually appeal to um, a demographic that wants to be included. You know, yeah, it's right. it's good, and and I'm happy we're starting to see that. And I'm hoping that um, people will be more inclusive, especially the type of people that hang around comic stores and stuff like that. <laughs> the stuff that the people we make fun of by calling our podcast comic thoughts. Yeah, so <laughs> I get that all very valid, Bronny. Let's jump yeah. straight into your thoughts. Oh. Um- well, basically all I've ever read in comics has been female stories, female heroes. I like putting myself in their shoes and so that's been really good to see more stories. But almost as a weird twist, I've started to see a lot more uh, stories where women are the focus and the centre and it's their stories, but the stories aren't good. <laughs> it's just for the sake of having like, it's like that weird cheesy Marvel moment in um, Endgame where you've got all the women show up and it's like, cool <laughs> we want some actual plot to go with it and the artist to go with it as well so I'm all for more about it and like please give me some good women's stories but make them actually like have substance not just oh I'm here to, as a woman just we've um <laughs> the announcement of stuff like the, the the marvels which came out was that announcement today or yesterday yeah that was this morning yeah. yeah, time zone wise, we'll say it was this morning. Okay, yeah. so if yeah. you don't know, that there's a bunch of new Marvel Phase 4 and, and movie title announcements and stuff made, and a little sneak peek for Eternals was dropped. Um, the thing that I actually took away from it the most was the Marvels, because it made me think of two things. I thought, cool, we're going to see Photon from the WandaVision show, and we'll see Miss Marvel after her TV show team up with Danvers, Captain Marvel. But 
that also makes me think that they've gone maybe uh, Libra, Libra. How do I say her name? Brie Larson. Brie Larson? That, that yeah, person. very hard to pronounce. Anyway. Yeah, that that person. She um, <laughs> there was a lot of complaints against her acting ability, and I'm wondering if they've gone well. She's not enough standalone. They need other people in to work with her to bounce off to give her more dynamic. So I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I'm I far off. Think it's uh, I think the issue more with Brie Larson's acting has less to do with Brie Larson and more the fact that they made her basically got her to play a character. They're like, you are Robocop. You have like they, she literally described her character as Robocop Terminator type character where like the emotionless and the lack of expressiveness was part of the character. The issue was they didn't really have a cast or a story surrounding that that necessarily propped that up as an interesting character more to some people i quite like captain marvel i don't think it's my favorite mcu film by 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 any means but there is definitely that issue that i see that some people say was like they just found her a bit dull and i think it it does come down to the fact that they did intentionally make her kind of by by design a bit dull because of who she was as a character at that point so um, i'm not i think yeah liz ever listens to this i'm sorry liz but she did act kind of average in the film you know (laughs) No, no, my friend oh. Liz is a big fan. And oh, I, okay. uh, Jen, her partner, listens to this. And I'm hoping that Jen will then pass on that we've, we've ragged on that. And she can. Uh, it's all Connor's fault, Bash Connor. I have, um, so- I, I, I have a rebuttal to what you and Connor are saying. And Anisa, feel free to chime in because me and Anisa watched Captain Marvel again recently. And my opinion on that movie has changed a bit because, yeah. like, I used to feel like Brie Larson had a very deadpan performance. Like, um, and and watching it again, I realized that if I imagined a male in the role and he did sort of that same sort of like dry, sarcastic, witty sort of thing, it would be fine. <laughs> that oh, would be okay. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people would rag on it as much. No. But j- just the fact that it's Brie Larson's doing it is it is like ruffled a lot of feathers. And she's a, the right she's a good, casting. She's it. a good actor. Like she's an Oscar winner and all of that. And and I, I've seen her in, in in roles before where she has a more of a a wider uh, gamut of emotions or better delivery um, or not better, just a different delivery. And I thought that that movie was, uh, was really good. It's just maybe it's something to do with the directing, the fact that there was two directors and there's like several different writers of that film. It's just so like, I, think I, that's the reason they, they decided to do the Marvels. You think it's just purely a, a smart money making move? It's like the, like um, in terms of story, right? If we're this, if we're ignoring all of the external factors surrounding the sequel of Captain Marvel, in terms of story, I think it's in such a it's it's a good thing to have multiple main characters for that movie, and um, it makes sense to have to to for it to be called Marvels because like you have the timeline of Captain Marvel is that. She was uh, active in the 90s and she went to space and she comes back in Endgame. They had this gap of time and all of that. And it, I think it's a great um, opportunity to show like uh, from Kamala Khan's perspective, um, a really cool superhero being deified. And then from the opposite end, you have Monica who who kind of vilifies... Um, Has a, yeah. Yeah, vilifies Captain, uh... um, Captain Marvel because she never came back and and like saw her mom before she passed away from cancer it's like it's it sort of parallels how we see heroes ourselves and how people in the mcu see heroes as like 
some of them see them as saviors and some of them see them as like uh, people who are too above us to even care about what's going on like for the little person and all of that mm. so I thought that's the cool thing to do I don't know um, if they're doing it because they don't think Brie Larson can uh, support her own movie anymore but yeah what do you think Anisa do you agree with what I'm saying I was actually pretty surprised by everyone's opinion about Get to Marvel because I really liked it yeah <laughs> and it was like really enjoyable even the second time and I thought like because like she was very deadpan and emotionless I thought that, that was due to the brainwashing and like that kind of like in the story and then that kind of like improved when she reconnected with you know her um monica you connect with monica maria 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 monica's she, mom yeah she reconnected with monica and maria and and by the by the end of that whole movie she was like seriously really likable and i just love seeing her development throughout that whole thing and like for miss for the marvels I don't know. I'm just really excited to see women like team up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I take on that. Like, I I feel like Brie Larson can support a movie on her own. Yeah, but I guess all these external factors like kind of hurt it a little in some people's eyes, and that's you know a bit of a shame considering this is an MCU title. I just want to put it out there. Here's I the did first. see the so movie like... twice in theaters, so I'm not someone who didn't like the movie. Just in case someone gets the wrong opinion. Oh, it's like we've always thoughts. said. There's no bad MCU movie. There, I mean, there's bad MCU movies. Like I'll say, some Thor, Thor the Dark World. Crash, right? I can give you five but... reasons why that movie's bad. I see another. Stop! Not now. Not now. But, but <laughs> like, there's, they're all like we enjoy them all. Like they're all yeah. good films. Ah. Uh, you know what, so we sort of talked about it a little bit there about the changing of the industry and how we're seeing things as like um, various people have said just then. I'm not going to name us all, there's too many this time. Uh, how like, yeah, the industry is just changing. I noticed in my time in the comic shop seeing changes even in characters, obviously genders with Thor, so being a woman again at one stage. I say again because he was a woman in What If and whatever else, but then also doing a really cool story with um, having her... Uh, Jane become Valkyrie and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool that they developed the character completely out of someone that was originally, I guess, just the love interest to now give her a full story and her to become a hero in her own right. It's kind of cool. Maybe Love Mm. and Thunder will show that, but I am enjoying the fact that there has been better female characters and stories in the last couple of years than ever before. But unfortunately, there is also, as Bryony sort of said lately, utter shit <laughs> like that shit it's bad there's like you, you read the comparison to okay at the moment dc's far sector brilliant absolutely brilliant if you're not reading that you should it's a green lantern story about uh a i don't want to spoil anything it's about a green lantern out the far far sectors of space and it's just fantastic i just don't want to spoil it it's worth reading but that's a great story, but then you go and read one of their what one of their main titles like Harley Quinn at the moment. It's just utter shit. It's just they've just destroyed a, a character that they had done so much great character development with, especially in the last couple of years, and they've just ruined it. So it's a bit of a juggle there in the industry at the moment with them trying to be more inclusive of everyone, but also the content is just not always matching. And I know that that's the same with a lot of the male characters, but the male characters all have so much more content. So it's a bit, you know, obvious that they're not going to get certain 
a writers to go and write a boomerang story or whatever else. But for these big female characters, they should be having some heavy hitters write them. And I think at the moment, that's what they're missing a little bit. I mean, Amanda Connor did Harley Quinn, and after she left, it just went to shit. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a massive uh, female characters are a pretty like they're a minority still, but they're a pretty sizable minority, and they're still way too like there's the like the percentages I think of poor storytelling with female characters is maybe a bit higher than the males overall, and I think part of it is just like it's almost really like an afterthought sometimes. I I, I almost dare want to say, and I'm you know, like, you know, we've got this female character, like, you know, we got this black character, we got this Asian character, throw them out there, give them a five issue run. Maybe they will be an Avenger someday in the future. Yeah. You know it's all... I mean? like it feels like that. Well, let's, let's jump in. Cause we've talked a bit about obviously Captain Marvel and everything else. Let's jump straight into has the MCU or the DCU represented females well. And I'm going to start with this one. And I'm just going to say that I think, uh, I'll start with DC. DC with Wonder Woman obviously did a fantastic job with the first film. I wasn't a big fan of the first film, and I know a lot of people think that I'm crazy for that, but I didn't like it mainly because I just felt that, I mean, Gal, she's the perfect casting, acted very well. Unfortunately, the story and the plot for that first film was just shit, and I, I just didn't enjoy the the little I love you part in it that was really unnecessary. Uh, obviously there's problems with villains and stuff, but I'm just going to focus on Gal. She, she nailed it, but the story around what they did just unfor- was very unfortunate. You could have taken her out of that and put any other World War superhero in and it would have been the exact same film, male or female. It didn't really have that special, like, I don't know, for me, it didn't have the moment where she, it's like, I am fucking Wonder Woman. Um, and I haven't even watched the second film because I've just heard nothing but disaster reports and also DC's films have left me scarred and hurt. But let's, <laughs> so, and then other than that, they haven't done anything with female characters. So there's, well, not in the in the movies anyway. They've done more with the TV shows and I think they've been represented Quinn, but yeah. really well. With the t- yeah, nah. They have been represent- <laughs> represented really well in the, uh, in the TV shows. Um, way better than their movies. Harley Quinn, yes, has been a success, but also, once again, that that birds of Harley Quinn, the birds of prey, should have just been called Harley Quinn. Birds of prey were in it for no apparent reason, and it sort of took away from what should have been a really cool girl moment, and just I don't know was kind of stupid. MCU, yes, there was that cheesy bit where they all team up, but I loved that. She's that got fun. help. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I'm making a comment about it, but I was also in the cinema like, she has fucking got help. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to throw down. It was funny. You heard like half the people go, oh, it's cheesy. Oh, I love it. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think the MCU's now getting better. Obviously, we've had a fair few delays with some of the female-led things like Black Widow and all that. So we'll see all that soon. Uh, She-Hulk's looking fantastic. I can't wait to see more about casting. that yeah the casting is incredible. i mean let's be real casting is rarely an issue for marvel yeah <laughs> i, I, I want to know who their casting directors are like their casting directors are like legit like up here as far as so, like their decision making process yeah mcu dcu i think dc still got some room to move with the films the tv shows they're doing really well with mcu i think's doing better but it's had a bit of a head start as well um their tv shows I think actually really quite well when you think about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually focused a lot more on Daisy than anyone yeah. else and stuff like that. So I think 
and the Jessica MCU Jones. Right, and yeah. Jessica Jones and all those, yeah. but like they've had really strong actors jump straight in where and mostly movie based stuff where DC sort of I mean Wonder Woman was perfect with Gal, but Gal wasn't, as far as I'm concerned, a known person worldwide like she is now. Like I think that it took that role to then step her into the worldwide screen. But that's just my opinion. Let's move on to Connors. Uh, has the MCU uh, reflected women well? Um, this is one of those things where I just sort of sat there and thought, I don't know if I'm the guy to ask because I'm a guy. Um, <laughs> um, as far as like, I've been happy with the direction they're going. Obviously, they it took them a while to get to even having the, the women build uh, equal to the men with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp being the first time the, the female characters were actually in the title. And then obviously Captain Marvel following suit. Um, and while, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel aren't to a lot of people top tier, like I, said, I like both of them. I saw Did both you of say them Ant-Man? Is I it? would die Ant-Man on the, the hill for Ant-Man and Wasp. I genuinely love Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I, it's hard for me to dislike a Marvel movie. I'm, I'm a fucking simp for Marvel. What can I say? Um, but <laughs> we all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and like obviously as we're going like we got She-Hulk, we got Miss Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, so they're still kicking keeping with the Wasp titling. We got the Marvels, uh Wonder Vision. Like what like basically the main character to kick off phase four was the Scarlet Witch. Like that It was so fucking good. <laughs> so as far as representation is concerned, yeah, I think we're doing well. Storytelling, I mean, WandaVision was great. Miss Marvel's going to be a new direction uh, for, for the MCU because it's going to be dealing with a character who is a fan. Um, She-Hulk is going to be dealing with a direction we've sort of seen before, maybe with lawyers, but, you know, superhero lawyer, a little bit more focused on the supers. She's going to be um, Boston legal, but with She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just her and Danny Crane at the end with a cigar. <laughs> and Spider can come back. That's great. Watch that. Howard the Duck can be in it. Why not? Good. Why not? He teams up with She-Hulk a lot, so that'd be fantastic. So I think representation-wise, as far as like even just the numbers and the amount of unique, you know, storytelling opportunities that they have, because you know, no, none of these two scenarios are the same. You know, none of these yeah. two characters are the same, and they have their own defined personalities. Like you can put out of costume, you can put. Um, uh, I just forgot her, her name. The Wasp, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and uh, Scarlet Witch in a room from the MCU. You can have them all in the room, out of costume, and still. You want these women all in a room out of costume? What are you talking about? Yes, I do. Not, not, not. conversation going on? Yeah. Remember, what you're wearing? Okay, let me rephrase it. Wearing civilian clothes, having a conversation, and you can define their personalities. I'm only going to trust because still gets hard. Still gets hard Sam, <laughs> i'm i'm hard constantly um no. so look it, they have such defined personalities is what i'm trying to get at you can use any two character in a room and have them have a conversation and you can you know exactly where both characters stand and what they what they're thinking and who they are um and that's that's big you know that's that's a big that's an important piece of like it's now not just like here's romantic character a romantic interest character b and here they are in a room and they're basically talking about the guy. Yeah. All right. Let's drop it down to Anisa. What do you reckon? Mm, so, so the question was like, if and the Marvel Universe and DC Universe have represented women well, was that the question? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, when, when I think of like female representation, I immediately think of 
Harley Quinn, Star Girl. Lately, Supergirl has been pulling my heartstrings really badly, and I've just been crying watching each episode every week. And it, it just feels like such they're just such great shows. Like they were they were represented not as like these, not just as the an extension of of a male character, which is usually what we see, and that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, like they can do so much more. And Stargirl and Harley Quinn like did that in the shows. Even with WandaVision, we see wait. We can spoil Scarlet Scar- Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. it's after we're like, we're, if you haven't watched like six hours of content that was the biggest show on earth two months ago, <laughs> I feel like you you are watching this this particular episode. <laughs> well that's fair. But um yeah, watch. Well, I'm watching Scarlet Witch like go through that whole arc in WandaVision just blew my mind. It made me so happy. Like, I think now is the time that I was. I'm the most happy seeing women thrive in on the big screen, and I think they both did it pretty well. I honestly really like the second <laughs> Wonder Woman. That was really, really, really good. She was she was an absolute badass in that movie compared to the first one. The first one was kind of a Kind of forgettable, I'm gonna admit. <laughs> don't oh, remember really? it that well. I didn't even know this about your like, opinion on Wonder Woman. It was okay. It was good. Like, you know, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine, oh, but you know. <laughs> was... <laughs> it was a it was a cool movie, but Wonder Woman, the second Wonder Woman just made it just blew it out of the water, kinda. Of. I haven't so... seen the second one yet, so I will maybe purchase it's on the it list. and watch it. <laughs> I don't want to give them money for it though. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I actually have a, I actually have a bit of a question. So, Bryony, what, what were your thoughts on um, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman movie? Um, I, I loved it, and for me, it was. There's a couple movies where it's like some, you know, how you have this character that you've got this nostalgic attachment to, and then seeing it on the screen for the first time, it's just kind of like so much hope bubbles up in you. I've only had that like a couple of times in my life and that first Wonder Woman film felt like that. It felt like something big, like this moment. The only thing, it shit me off, the whole I love you bullshit. (laughs) I was like, we've got this woman like making innuendos about how they don't need no man for no pleasure. And then she's like, I love you, white boy. And it's just... (laughs) Like, why are we doing this? She's basically straight up on that boat amidst to fucking chicks, and then she's like, ah, oh, I've never seen a dude before. Logic- I'm like, totally so king for this. <laughs> and yeah, sure, we might be curious about dick, but do we love the first dick we see? Probs no. not. I mean, I didn't like the first dick I saw. So. <laughs> I, I felt like. That last almost third, I feel like they were so trying to give you this big emotional attachment to Steve. I mean, like, you already had it. You can be someone's first love. Like, I feel like it would have been even more powerful if, as she's then grown and matured and understood the world, she goes, that was my first love and I never got to share that. And I think that would have been a more powerful character motivation than, I love you. (laughs) So, okay. I want to see reason. what Ashraf thinks now because I oh. feel like I can see in through Ashraf's soul right now. <laughs> He's crumbling. <laughs> he has so many questions. I, 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 sure I, just to, I was hoping to lead yeah. on to a second question, actually, if you don't mind, Ashraf, for the for Anisa and uh, Bryony. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. 
Um, so obviously, so you both like the first Wonder Woman, but what were your thoughts when you guys first saw Justice League? The initial, like how they represented her in that movie? Because I know there were complaints online. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing a, especially recently with the Snyder Cut coming out. I mean, initially I was just kind of like, oh, she's lost all her like mojo. She's just kind of, she was again back to that. She's an extension of an interest for a male character. Where is she in her own right with her own power and story? Whereas I saw a comparison when the Snyder Cut came out and it was like a photo of the scene where she's on the street meeting Cyborg for the first time, like they're having that face-to-face chat and just the camera angles that he who shall not be named reframed it on her ass in leather pants, like uh, reshot yeah. it from up here to her butt. Yeah. And I feel like that just sums it up. <laughs> bank, bank. Bank, bank. Yeah, yeah, even like the costumes that the Amazonians wore. Oh, oh god! Yeah, they they swapped them because they went to the, what they had the Snyder had them armored up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was using the costumes from the first Wonder Woman, where that actual costume designer went, "What did the Greeks and the Romans wear? What yeah. materials and would they have had?" Then, and actually, and then Whedon, yeah, Whedon, I'll name him. Whedon went, <laughs> "Let's put them in sexy, sexy, sexy." Andre, which pisses me off as someone who loves his historical combat nothing pisses me off more than seeing skimpy up skimpy <laughs> dude you're gonna lose your fucking thigh put Seriously? something to cover it your like, leg's important it's so important but, uh, funnily anyway. enough it's like just just jump in real quick it's um like uh with the snyder cut when they go to themiscara that snyder chose to keep them in like some of them anyway, in like bikini outfits. And that wasn't a thing in the first Wonder Woman movie. It was just really strange because Snyder is also guilty of that sort of male gaze thing as well, just not as bad as uh, Whedon. Yeah. The unfortunate situation with male gaze is because we are still living in a society where the majority of our history has been, if not patriarchal, patriarchal leaning. And that includes the movie industry. Even like female directors coming up are unfortunately going to have the, the reflection of the male gaze within their creation. So even even now there's going to be, you know, even, you know, Wonder Woman 2 or Wonder Woman 1 or Captain Marvel or Marvels are going to have a little bit of that male gaze issue still sort of surrounding the movie. So it's a bit unfortunate that we can't really, in a bubble, have a pure, you know, until we get basically the women's equivalent of Black Panther, we're not really going to have that pure uh, moment of, like, no male gaze in a movie. All right, let's go to... Ashraf, because he actually hasn't answered it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so representation for MCU and DCU. I think everyone said some really good points. I'm surprised about Nisa's opinion on the first one. Went. I didn't know she didn't like it as much as the second. Um, <laughs> You're now banished from <laughs> yeah. all family events. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a long talk about... about uh, Embarrassing me online. <laughs> yeah. Blindsided me. In front of my friends. Um. Why do I feel like Ashraf's just got like a picture of Gal Gadot and he's going to be like, apologize to her. <laughs> I totally do have action figures as well. So <laughs> it's going to be difficult looking at them tonight. Um, so, yeah, in, t- in terms of representation, both companies are kind of late to the parties. Like, we're now only getting um, that, like good representation for like uh, female characters recently. Like, we only got Captain Marvel recently. 
Mm. We're only now, Wonder Woman only came out in 2017. And I wish it was sooner. Um, and what we did have before this, like the characterization with characters like Black Widow, I think it was very poor in Age of Ultron where like, like um, we did delve into Black Widow's past kind of, but then we made her into like a love interest for Hulk and it was written in such a weird way where Black Widow said that she was a monster because she couldn't have this children. sun's coming up. <laughs> it's like, I want you to bring a... Gherkin. <laughs> yeah, it was, Ooh, it was weird. It was smash. weird. It's a weird favorite oh, yeah. for that character. That but was so at... awkward. Sorry, go on. Yes, sorry. Um, that was so awkward, like the way it was written. I agree with your knees. Mm. And I feel like it could have been written better. If you want to do a romance, like you, you can totally do a romance. Like I think um to to Bryony and Anisa's points about the first Wonder Woman, about like one woman having a love interest and everything. I think I'm of the school of thought that um uh, I think female characters can have like love interests because like in, in all of these Iron Man movies, Tony Stark constantly talks about his love of Pepper and everything. It's like, mm. I, I want female characters to be as multifaceted. It's like, um, I, I don't think anything's lost if you have a love interest and if you have uh, them react in such a way, in the same way as a Tony Stark Are would with Pepper. Are you paying your dad to, to leave? <laughs> no, I'm giving dad both he and mum's key card because they kept sending me out to do errands today. So I have both their key cards. Uh, key cards to I- open... Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Ashraf. We got so distracted. Right we were listening, Ashraf, kind of, but we were just. <laughs> there I'm was there just, with you. For people oh, that gonna... are audio listening, um, Connor's dad came in and did a, a little dance for us. <laughs> I, I, did, I did see some of that. I was like, "What is going on? Why key cards?" I, I love it. Ashraf's just like, "I'm just going to keep going. Get with you. Get some good points, and just then we're it. just like, yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry, guys." The it's worst so... part is, like, my dad doesn't need them because he could just get my mom's phone, which has her key card on it, if he was desperate. So I don't know. We're going to have to have talks, me and him. We have to sit him down. But, but, uh... <laughs> and Nisa's in. She's like, yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah, whatever you're ready, Anisa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just Ashraf. Finish, just finish point real quickly. I think Wonder Woman did have a badass moment, and that was, like, with the No Man's Land scene, like, the first one. Yeah. And I, I do, like, uh, the second movie. And the second movie kind of resolved some of the qualms I had with the first movie where um, I didn't like the fact that in Justice League, Wonder Woman was still sort of pining away for Steve Trevor, even though it's been a century. And I feel like that does a deserve, disservice to her character. Yeah, it's but, a long time mourning the dead. Yeah. And like 84 sort of like resolves that. Uh, not to spoil it for you since you haven't watched it still. And um, so then it makes that future. that Yeah, the continuity is weird. It's, it's doing weird, weird stuff now. It's like, I think everyone's just doing their own thing. They've all given yeah. up on each other. Yeah. And they're just going to wait until Flashpoint to, to restart. That, no one talking to each other at DC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Shocking. That. I wonder when and that in happened. other news, Maybe. water is wet. I wonder yeah. if when they fired half of the editorial staff. I wonder if it's when they fired the other half. <laughs> I mean, that didn't affect the movies. but No, yeah. but a lot of those guys probably were helping working on uh, storyboarding or scripting because it'd be cheaper to pay them than anyone else because they're already wait, on the wait, books. Wait, wait, are we... They oh. did keep the, the people who were working on the movies who were on the comic side, like Tom King and everything. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Unfortunately. A, subsidiary, a subsidiary of Warner Brothers is on fucking fire at the moment? What do you think <laughs> When would that happen? All right. Oh my God, shocking news. <laughs> so, 
I we've dived pretty much through what I want to talk about mainly. Uh, but I figured we'd. Oh, sorry, I ate way too much caramel sauce before this, and I am dying. Um, Do you have dessert in there? Yeah, I've been munching away the whole time. You little bitch. Okay. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Bryony and Sam are actually in the same house right now. Yeah. Just like yeah. a couple of rooms apart. So like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing from her reaction, uh, that Sam didn't know that Sam had caramel slices. Yeah. <laughs> right. God, so now moving on to the part that Bryony's going to enjoy the most. We'll start with you, Bryony. Suggest a book and a comic book. So just as one of each, because I know you're a book nut, as you can see what's behind her. She actually made me uh, take time the other day to help her set up her books and everything so she could have something mm-hmm. cool behind her because she couldn't have the mess of makeup and everything else. It's normally on that table. So <laughs> I thought I'd run the illusion for a moment. But Bryony, go on. Suggest a book and a comic. Well, just to, in case people do not have Netflix lately, well, recently there has been Shadow and Bone, which has dropped on Netflix, and that is based on a really great, technically two book series by an author called Lee Bardugo, um, set in kind of a imperial Russian esque country where there's Grisha who have essentially superpowers and normal people, and there is a giant, basically area that's called the Shadow Fold where at one stage a guy exploded and it's full of monsters and the only way for this country to try and actually survive is to get through it. So that's kind of the world building without giving anything away. But the Netflix series is pretty good. Casting-wise, nailed it. Ronnie's very in love with someone in the show. What's his name to play Jigsaw? Ben Barnes. It's like Prince Caspian all over again. He was my type when I was 12. He's my type when I'm 26. We're right. (laughs) But, Ooh, yeah, no, I can see what you mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I've seen I was, the, the shots from the from the sorry TV show. They look awesome, honestly. What's the show called again? Shadow, Shadow and Bone. Bone. So I would definitely recommend not only the series on Netflix, but the books are beautiful. Lee Bardugo is a great author with a lot of inclusivity, and also she's one of the characters. Kaz Brecker has a cane, and that's actually based on her because she has a disability and has a cane, and so that's showing. Like, it's just, she's great at bringing in inclusive characters that are not handicapped. Um, now, drop a comic that. book on us. What's uh, a comic book that you suggest, Brini? Brini. Comic books are actually hard for me right now because nearly all of my books have turned to shit. She has cancelled nearly everything. I went from having, like, I think the only things I still get are Harley Quinn. Nope. Um, I know anymore. See, I don't even know what to get anymore. No, you dropped Harley, remember, because the new artwork you didn't like. Oh, you don't like Riley Russell? Yeah. Yeah, I just, and like, I've had like it's a divisive, full run yeah. um, since New 52. I've That was basically kind of, I got into comics around New 52 and then went hunting back. So I don't actually have a comic recommendation because all of the things I love have turned to shit. How about like one that, you liked before, like long time ago, yeah. or whatever. I did like New Fifty Two era Batgirl, Barbara Gordon in the black and gold suit. Gil Simone, yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. All in right. the dark, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Can Let's go say, to yeah. all right, Connor. You can say something. I'll let. He hasn't talked enough. Looking at Ben Barnes here and the costume he's wearing in the show. I'm, I'm starting to think that there is actually like a severely untapped industry for like women 
like for men specifically wearing like Victorian like modern Victorian inspired clothing because you look at like all those uh, Hellfire Club costumes they've given people and people are thirsting over Colossus. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking look about. Look up, Colossus. look up, Colossus. Uh, there's like a Hellfire Gala Deadpool, story coming right? up, and people are thirsting over Colossus because Colossus has got this like Victorian gentleman era costume with like the beard again and this fur collar and this nice coat with like a fucking cane, and like people all over Twitter are like, "Damn, Col-, like damn," or like, "Shit, I didn't know Colossus had it." And like, just like people are thirsting after him, and it's very similar to what this guy's wearing. Yeah, so, I'm not gonna lie, I- Sam. If you were a tailored black kefter, oh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not gonna. A little and bit of moving on. I got something you can borrow, Sam. No, I'm good. All right, <laughs> Nisa, <laughs> have you got a book, a comic, anything, a TV show? Suggest us something. Hmm. Oh, I think I've already said it before. Like, I really like Holly Quinn. I really like Star Girl. Those are my top two like uh, female-led TV shows at the moment. And I guess I would suggest a manga. Um. And the manga that I would suggest for, it's going to sound really basic and I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but it is going to be Attack on Titan. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> I really love Attack on Titan. I've been following it since, oh God. I've been following it since I was a kid. It's terrible. It took ages. Although they make it centered around the guy, Eren, we all know who the real star of the show is and that's Mikasa Ackerman. <laughs> Is, Hans, is, the, Hans, yes, so. it is. is the show still going? Is the show finished? The I think animated? it's final season. It's in its final season. Uh, it just part one of the final season just ended, and then part two will be coming out at the end of the year. Cool. Because I'm think... gonna buy it all when it comes out and just start again. Because I got lost because the oh. big gaps. Oh I yeah. Um, funny. Sorry. I love you. You're like I've been with Attack on Titan since I was a kid and I am so pitiful when it comes to anything gory that I had to like actually when I started watching it take a minute to recover because I was so like she would hide behind me because she's like I'm not interested in watching it but she'd peek out from behind (laughs) like this and she's like oh my god they're getting eaten and then she'd be like oh that's kind of cool oh that's cool and then she'd be like oh no 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 hiding again I'm a real empath as well. So like in movies when someone gets stabbed, I'm like, oh, my arm. So there's people getting eaten and I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. Totally. Very stressed. I I almost want to make, I almost want to get you to sit down and watch Helsing Ultimate if you're responding to Oh, God, no. No, she won't deal with that at all. And speaking of not dealing, Connor. Give us some suggestions. What have you got for us? Anything? Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I've got. I have got the second volume of Immortal Hulk, and that is still like at the top of my recommendations for it's comics at the fucking moment. It's so good. I'm so pissed with myself. I didn't jump on it when it started. It's such yeah. a good read. Like, genuinely, even just like, you know, about, like, like just talking about the first five issues, like the stuff they pulled out with Wendigo was so cool. Yes, I, I loved it. So that would be like, you know, if, if like I, I want to get as many people on this as possible so Immortal Hulk could literally be immortal and we never have to worry about the, the series ending. I want, oh, I want right. this to be Marvel's most profitable book because like genuinely it's It so should good. be too. It should be up there for sure. It's, It'd be pretty it, high, I'd assume. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being pretty high, Ashraf. <laughs> I'm <laughs> super high right now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for catching me out like this. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> what have you got for us? Um, yeah, in keeping with the theme of the show, uh, I guess for my comic, I would just recommend um, two Marvel comics. One is Star, which came out sort of recently last year. Yep. It was a Captain Marvel spin-off character. It's really good. It's like a 
um, a redemption sort of story where you have this villain from Captain Marvel and she's trying to not be a hero, just not be a villain. Do, yeah, just not be a villain, be an anti hero, basically. And it's pretty good, five issues. Um, you can't really go wrong with it. And I think. I think it's gone up in value just because speculators think that uh, just because it's a Captain Marvel related character and it's new and it'll appear in the movies at some point. Um, the other thing that I've talked about before is uh, Miss Marvel by um, G. Willow Wilson. And I think I've talked to it at nauseum, so I'll just be really brief. I like the fact that there's a, not only is she a female character, but it's almost like a parallels my life being like a, someone from a Muslim family who moved to a different country and growing up in a Western country and who is a huge fan of like superheroes, which she is. And I thought like there, there are pages from that that are almost like verbatim what I go through every day. And it's pretty great. I, I hope everyone uh, gets to read that once the show comes out. And uh, yeah, you should read that if you want to prepare for the show because it's coming out really soon. And I for a copy of that, to be honest. Yeah. For my oh, book recommendation, I would say The Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, I think it's really, really good. And uh, I talked earlier about how we should allow female characters to be multifaceted. I think um, this is a very interesting female character book. <laughs> and it's shocking to me because I didn't know Gillian Flynn was a woman until um, a few years after I read the book. <laughs> so, yeah, get oh, on that yeah. if you not seen the movie and if you have seen the movie the book has a different ending anyway so did i add a recommendation for comics oh connor <laughs> yeah. right. go on uh, hurry because because yeah. so as soon as Alfred said in keeping with the theme and i'm like oh yeah of course right well if i had to choose a female-led comic all new wolverine oh about. brilliant story fucking Fantastic. it's it's a great it's one of the, gabby like fucking whatever they call i think they're calling a scout at the moment but like honey yeah, badger, honey badger the scout. Honey yeah. badger. can we stick can we keep honey badger it's a great name i'm yeah, getting my first appearance of gabby getting signed right now by tom taylor oh that's so yeah. cool yeah uh, and book recommendation is uh everything it's a dnd book it's not actually a book it's more of a manual but it's great you need to read it all right thank you connor and on that note my suggestion obviously will be far sector because it's brilliant and i don't want to tell you anything about it just go and bloody read it i'm not gonna baby you through it just go to gamma rays comics or green light or adelaide comic center and pick up a copy of the collected edition or the singles if you can find them good luck and on top of that i will say just in my general reading i'm a little bit behind but i would throw out that you should still pick up alien by marvel first issue was a little rough second issue seems to feel a lot more like alien and of course the alien is a queen she's the ultimate bitch so definitely still counts we love a multifaceted female <laughs> yeah. yes the it's best thing about domination now think about this right this is you know I've, i think i've mentioned this before but now i can say this on the podcast disney owns alien there is a queen alien she has little face huggers. Those face huggers are technically oh, princesses. princesses. Oh. Yes, Disney princesses. Oh, <laughs> so that's yeah. it. What now switch? we've got it. We've got it. The next step, Predator Town, after that lawsuit finishes. I, we'll feel like no, I, I would watch that romantic movie, The Face Hugger, trying to find a match. You know? <laughs> it's a 10-second movie and it rolls a lot of death. Oh my God, I've just realized that the face huggers are non-consensual and it's a really terrible, terrible story. So no, no, no. You do realize that. No. You don't realize 
I know. That was I the just whole clicked bit. in. Oh, Alien, the whole point of Alien is it's meant to be a demasculization horror story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I didn't get that. I just watched reason. it and went, I just watched it and went, cool, aliens. <laughs> oh, just my to, God. I don't even, I've, I, I've not watched Alien because I could not cope with it. We know how oh, I went with Prometheus. Okay. Yes, no, let's talk about Prometheus real quickly. So this is how I can explain to everyone's level of Bryony being terrified. So I go, you know, because I'd seen Prometheus and I was like, oh, I really want to watch it again. And I think Bryony would really enjoy it because one, the, I don't know, the story of it, if you take away the, the horror and the gore, it's quite a clever story that I thought Bryony would enjoy and the graphics in it and everything are just amazing. So I put it on and in my head, I'm like, it's not that gory. I don't remember being that bad. There's nothing too scary in it. They're sitting there, we're watching it and it gets to the bit where she's got the squid thing inside her. Poor Bryony yeah. is... I, I like all of a sudden I just feel water like here. And I have to go, I'm like, what the hell? Bryony is sobbing. Absolutely like, for sobbing. context, I've been lying on his chest. And then, like, you know, she's stapling her belly back together. And because I'm a fucking empath, I'm like, oh my God. I'm just crying on his chest. And you, to be fair, you didn't notice till the end of the movie. No, you I were was like, like, what the fuck is this? I was so zoned because I love that movie. As soon as that film's on, that's it. I'm like, just deadpan. Nothing else will no, I'll receive. No other information. I am watching that movie, and yeah, it was like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, being like, never having like, children. <laughs> do, do, do you want to watch the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> sequel shit. So we don't have to. Um, but yeah, so but, I thought everyone should know that little story. Yeah, but be, before we move on, I just if you're gonna embarrass Brian, I'm gonna embarrass Anisa. Um, what? She <laughs> like a year ago. Um, she. Uh, a friend brought over the new Mortal Kombat oh, game. I know where this is going. <laughs> and she played some of it. And I guess she didn't realize how gory Mortal Kombat was. And as she played it, like, um, she saw the X-ray fatalities. And as they happened in slow motion, she started, like, covering her face and be like, no! <laughs> amazing. That, that, she kept doing audible noises with each punch. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was in beat with the punch. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then, good. That and then a year after that, when the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat movie is out, and I'm like, I want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? Nope, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, we you guys, we talked about seeing it, but we haven't made a plan. You guys no, better yeah. go. Don't take me. Well, <laughs> um, no. I've told her we that you didn't like the movie. We all know how you feel, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll do well, a whole uh, episode on that at some point, maybe. My yeah. mom, sister, and imaginary girlfriend all fucking love horror movies. So, like, I've never had an issue. Like, I'm genuinely. Did I you say I'm... you're imaginary? Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. As a joke. I'm glad you picked okay. up on I just, I just, like, hang on a but, minute. Why did but, you say that so casually? Yeah. I was looking at it, the chat being like, is this, is there context I'm missing? No, no, no. no, no it's no. a joke. Connor just pulls out a blow up. <laughs> it's like, it's just. Her it's name just is her. Cynthia. <laughs> Like, uh, that, that's a terrible name for a blow-up doll, to be honest. Uh, it would just make me think that's still fake. Uh, you need a name that's really... Anyway, uh, so... Um, <laughs> but no, my mum, actually, before uh, before having, like, me, she was looking and doing a special effects makeup for, like, horror movies because she loves horror movies. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, one of her favourite movies of all time, so I've never oh, had that. Pretty. And my sister uh, has inherited that. She loves uh, horrors and thrillers as well. Um, and uh, it's actually kind of interesting we're talking about gore uh, because there's a wrestling show I watch every week called AEW 
Um, and just a, like a month ago, they had uh, an unsanctioned match between two women's wrestlers. And it was like one of the most violent, gory matches I've seen in a while. There's literally this girl, this girl called Britt Baker, who's a, a real life dentist. Her character is that she's a real life dentist. And she is. She's a practicing dentist in America. And she's also a wrestler. And her finisher move is like she's pulling at your jaw, ripping at your teeth and stuff like that. She even puts on the latex glove and there's this image of her with just blood pouring. And because her eyes are like this sort of weird brownie color, they've gone red just from the bloods pouring oh. down her face. They're getting slammed with the thumbtacks being thrown out the oh. ring. Oh, poor Lisa, stop hurting her. And I'm like, I'm watching this. And I'm, She's in that bed as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching these and I'm like, I'm thinking, what's the, what's going to be the response to this from female watchers? And like, turns out the female watchers fucking loved it. <laughs> Like there was That's a drop good. in female viewers, but that was because there were other shows on that were more popular with the the, the demographic. But like the women the who Bachelor. were watching, fucking loved the Bachelor. <laughs> yes, because the same people that are watching The Bachelor are definitely watching some obscure wrestling. It's not obscure <laughs> wrestling. It's on every week on TNT, one of America's most notable um, cable networks. It's got like yeah. a it's got like a one point five viewers. All right, Connor, I'm going <laughs> to cut you off right there, and we're going to move into the last and final so thing invested. that I want to do. Let's name this episode now. Let's oh. do it. I want everyone to give a suggestion and then we will do a group vote of whose is the best. So, you know what? I'm going to make it really difficult because you've had no time to think about this. Ashraf, nail it. Go. What's the name? Um, Connor's Imaginary Girlfriend Intervention. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's, that's really good. All right, let's go with Anisa next. Baddest bitches on the block. Ooh, Whoa, that's good as well. Good. <laughs> Can't have swearing in our titles is the only problem. But okay. we can B-star do yeah, Could you yes. do the thottiest thought on the block? Right. Uh, Bryony, is that yours? Sure. All right. And Connor, have you got one? Is vulva a swear word? Is what? Is vulva. vulva. I mean, people get pretty sensitive over female genitalia. Yeah, I don't know. Go for it. Say, say yours. Nah, I can't then. If people are getting say it, just say it. I want, I want, I want to know. know. I'm curious now. Yeah. Go on. (laughs) Oh no. No, you can't just not say it. Oh, Connor, come on. (laughs) Please. You can't hold back. Losing my mind. None of us want to hold back. (sighs) In your shin. Just basically, it was just views from the vulva. Yes, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I actually love that. That's <laughs> yeah, really good too. Because it was uh, like, if this is such a I female think... themed episode, and we're always so like carelessly uh, with our titles now. Yeah. Okay, I've now just come up with one and I've combined two together. Uh, You're going to be vulgar, aren't you? The baddest vulva on the views, planet. Views, views, what, sorry, views from the vulva. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's from the vulva. A imaginary girlfriend? Girlfriend story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Views from the vulva, Connor's imaginary girlfriend story. That's the title you want to go with. So. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, like, I feel like we could cut it down a little bit and do views from the vulva of Connor's imaginary girlfriend. Connor's imaginary vulva. <laughs> That's the one. I vote for that one. I vote for that. That's it. Who else votes for that one? Yeah. That's it. That's the name. Yes. What have I done to myself? Yes. Yes, that is fantastic. Someone 
Is your mom gonna watch next episode or this episode? <laughs> uh, she watches. Like she tries to keep up. Um, she's it's a very amazing. busy woman though, so she she might see the phrase "Connor's imaginary revolver" and just is like, "I wasn't paying attention when he was saying what the fuck happened." Yeah, <laughs> so good. All right, so I'm gonna do a quick recap. We've talked about a bunch of cool things. We've gave you a bunch of cool suggestions. That this is my version of a recap. It's me not actually recapping anything. It's just saying <laughs> what we've done. <laughs> and now, Hang on, you wait. forgot. Uh, I've forgotten everything we talked about. Uh, let's let's just uh, finish this, end this, just go to bed, put this to sleep. Thank you very much, Anisa and Bryony, for joining us. Bryony, I'll see you in one second. And <laughs> I'm coming for that caramel slice, man. There's one bit left. left. One bit left, you bitch. I might eat it. <laughs> and Connor, Ashraf, I will talk to you guys. Right, you know you can just like run off your camera and tackle him on his camera. Right? <laughs> it will still be on the podcast. You can do that now. No, 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 no. Turn it off now. Let's take it back. It's bedtime. Time for sleep sleeps. Well, we, right. I'm ready to finish the show. Let's so, do this, Connor. Anisa also starts coughing and like doing like vomiting sounds when something disgusting happens on the screen in front okay, of her. You like... didn't have to elaborate. <laughs> so that's what happened when she played Mortal Kombat as well. She started <laughs> like dry wrenching. <laughs> So we're going to have an MK tournament between us. We'll get one more person. We'll do three versus three. Uh, it'll be the ultimate championship. Let's do I don't it. think it would be a fine name for a sex doll. 